freaking go. Tyler, I... Way to, uh, yeah, way to start off the pod, man. I, I'm a little uh, too excited for this podcast. We are officially... Two, well, you guys are listening to this two days away. We're three days away still, uh, but we might as well. It's, it's Wednesday night, so let's just count it. Two, two days away from Hawkeye football. We just got done watching the hype video that came out at 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, they do an unbelievable job. It was a three-minute long video. Uh, just inject that in my veins. I just want to run through a brick wall. That's just all the feelings that I have tonight. Uh, so I'm excited for this episode. Let's fucking go. Tyler. I'm sure you are too. I'm sure you're a t- little bit excited. Just, just a, just a smidge there, Colin. Uh, I was talking to you for the listeners um, at home. I was talking to you about that hype video before, and um, it just came out literally probably about an hour before we're starting this podcast yeah. here. And I was telling you about how, like, I feel like once that that hype video comes out for the for the year, it's like it's, it's, it's like that Hawkeye first, football. it's that first signal, or it's like it's like hitting me. It's like oh. Sh- shit we're here yep and it's it's game week baby let's it's go i'm week. super pumped great intro with the with the with the college football song i, I love that and yeah let's have a good pod episode I, I don't normally drink during the weekday unless there's maybe a football game on but tonight calls for some tito's and some homemade lemonade baby That's yeah my, i'm kind of jealous my go-to drink so i i gotta i got to i did I get to te- I got to test that last weekend, as you guys know. I from it's the good. last episode, if you listen to it, I went down to yeah, I went down to Lincoln to visit Colin. We'll get into the the we'll North, into Nebraska game. Northwestern yeah, game. I I went to to watch that and just see you and Lincoln kind of visit there. And yeah, you made that Tito's lemonade is so fucking good, dude. I'm, yep. I'm excited. It is it is the best. It's homemade lemonade. It's not easy. It's not hard to make. Bring it just water. You bring and, it to the tailgate. Um, nah. Well, I'll probably bring my Tito's. I don't know if I'll bring the. I'll probably just just put something like a Sprite or something, make it easy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a good drink. So, uh, but yeah, on today's agenda, it's finally here where, you know, the last six weeks, it was just trying to find stuff to kind of talk about. Um, and now we are, you could safe to say we are in the season now where it's going to be where we kind of know what we're going to talk about every podcast. Uh, but this weekend or this week, I should say our topics will include, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the week zero of college football, uh, specifically the Nebraska game. We'll get into that for a little bit. Uh, we'll look, we'll preview and predict the Iowa South Dakota state game. Of course, we'll get into week one of college football. There's some decent games on this week. Um, like always week one, there's always at least a couple that are, that are pretty good starts tomorrow night or for you guys listening starts tonight, really good game on, uh, we'll talk about that Penn state Purdue, and then Mm -hmm. we'll do our wager winners. If you're new to this podcast, we started this up last year. All we do is Tyler and I, we predict five games that we feel comfortable comfortable in with the spreads, whether it's over unders or you know like point spread or or totals or whatever, and um, we kind of see where we're at at the end of the year. I forgot what we ended up last year, but I'm pretty sure you and I were we po- I thought we just got over the hump of of positive. I, I didn't. I don't think we were negative, were we? I don't think I, so. I, I, I don't um, know. I might have been. I feel we, like there was a couple weeks I did not do good. We were um we were really close, so I mean you and I were yeah, in terms of right. like total. So yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll start that off this weekend as well. Once again, this is the last week of just having a single podcast in one week. Uh starting next week, we will start having two podcasts a week, one yep. coming out on Monday morning, going over the game, and then another one coming out like the last six weeks on Thursday, previewing the next game and you know, any other news regarding Iowa football and different things like that. Um, uh, once again, we are on YouTube, we are on pretty much any platform that you can think of YouTube or uh, 
Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Anchor, CastBox, you name it. We are on it. Uh, tell your friends, tell your buddies, tell your family, tell whoever uh, to listen to us, and that would be greatly appreciated. So let's yeah. get into it. Um, Iowa or Nebraska Northwestern, uh, week zero last Saturday, ended up being a, a really good game. That was something mm-hmm. I was I was hoping for. I know both Tyler and I um, took Northwestern plus 13 well at the time it was plus 13 when i did my actual bet on my betting side it was actually 11 so i actually still took them plus 11 but we both took uh plus 13 i think tyler's final prediction was 24 14 i was 28 to 17 which i got the 28 right with nebraska (laughs) um but i did not get the 31 i thought i just didn't think northwestern would be able to put up 31 points um and you were pretty dang close with the prediction of nebraska getting to almost you know 28 points you had them at 24 So, um, yeah, just the same old uh, Nebraska team that we have been seeing under Scott Frost from since t- 2018. What? You mean a critical coaching blunder or key interception to end a game? What What are you talking about? I, I have no yeah, idea what no, you're talking I mean, about. He's a, he's a hell of a coach. Um, you know, he he definitely motivates his players. He he has a leadership. Man, he's just – he's a hell of a coach. That That's what I mean by that. <laughs> no, I, I – I don't know. I mean, they, they started off the game. You could not have asked for a better you know, no. drive. That's you know, scripted. You... I mean, that, you obviously knew it was scripted and that's, yeah. but so we're watching that together just to kind of break it down a little bit. We're watching it together. Nebraska comes out hitting on all cylinders. The passing game looks unbelievable. And Casey Thompson, new quarterback there transferred from Texas looked phenomenal Threw a great touchdown pass kind of the corner of the end zone, the wide receiver kind of got up and, and kind of mossed them a little bit. I mean, they, they came down they, with a hell They of looked catch. unstoppable that first. They did. And then what did we say to ourselves? Didn't this look like last year against Illinois? Like, didn't they come out hitting on all cylinders against Illinois last year? They in definitely that opening started, game? Yeah, I don't know how exactly I don't think went, they, but they, right. they, they looked, good. looked good. The first, yeah, and then they kind right. of just dwindled down as this game went on. And so I knew, you know, obviously first drive, take with that what you will. It's all scripted. Let's see what happens when Northwestern's able to make some adjustments you know, vice versa. And, you know, just, I mean, obviously I don't know how much we're going to get into it. You made a good point and I kind of previewed it as well. You know, after the game, you look at it and my, my two cents of it is obviously the game changed on the onside kick. Um, no, it's dumb. Obviously you're up 11 points and you're in what still kind of the early stages of third quarter. Is that right? Yeah. It was, uh, it was the middle of the third. It was like middle or towards the end of okay. the third quarter. Okay. Middle to end. So, you know, Scott Frost in his press conference says like, oh, I feel like if we would have got that, we would have ended the game. And it's like, well, you can say that, but there's the flip side. If you don't get that, you have literally all the momentum. You just yeah. scored a touchdown to go up 11 points. Why give Northwestern any sort of chance when even in the first half, you were up by double digits and they came back too. they ended it at the half and only being down by four. So, you know, they're and, and they their offense proved to be a little bit better than I think maybe people expected. And as well as I Nebraska's think, defense, not great either. I think but they were able to hang was, around. I think at half of Northwestern was up 17 to 14. Were they up? Yeah, they were up 17 to okay. 14. Because remember they scored that, that touchdown right at, right at the end? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. <laughs> remember, you're, remember you're going to the bathroom and because like the, the TV time I was a yeah. shorter. So I was like, oh my God, touchdown. You're like, stop. You thought I was Yeah, like, I was like, I was like, bullshit. And you're like, no, swear to God. And yep, they threw that touchdown pass. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Well, okay. So clearly they're in the game at halftime. And it's like, yeah. why even buck around and give them even an, a sliver of hope at that point? Just, yeah. you just scored a touchdown, get a stop, 
and and make you know why give Northwestern the ball at the fifty yard line? I don't know. The, That's the game changer. Yeah, the, I would say um, the biggest thing for for like me is because okay, yeah, so it was seventeen to fourteen. You start the third quarter and you kind of figured and okay, oh, I'm gonna take a step back here actually because I have I have a thousand thoughts in my head right now because of this game. It just it was such a unique game. It just was like you could yeah. not. I mean, it was just like how it all played out, which is unbelievable. But before the game even started, our if you go back and listen to our episode, you know, and you even you called it and I called it. I said, you know, the first half it's gonna be really close. It's gonna be kind of because Northwestern loves to control the game and it's Pat Fitzgerald. It's gonna be a close game in the first half. And then I thought in the second half, Nebraska's talent would kind of out overcome all that and they would make a couple big plays and Northwestern would, you know, it just would not be able to uh, match it. And if you really think about it, the third quarter, Nebraska had that one play where Casey Thompson rolled out. It looked like he was just going to go out of bounds or take a sack or whatever. He yep. ends up like turning around back, you know, backpedaled and then just chucked it down the field. The guy caught it for like 50 yards. They end up scoring there. So that's a big play. And then, the next drive, Northwest, so Northwestern gets the ball right back, and then they go for 30 yards and then fumbles on that running play, which you just cannot do. If you run for 30 yards, you cannot fumble the ball at that point. But he did, right. and so Nebraska got the ball right back, and then what happened? They got like a 40-yard running play, which that was a really good run. I mean, the, I don't, I forgot what that running back was called. but For he, Nebraska? He, yeah. I, he was at Anthony, Juco uh, transfer yeah. or whatever. Anthony um, Grant? I can't remember. Grant, right, yep, no, Anthony Grant. Yep, 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 and, yep. You know, yep. he met, you know, he made a guy, you know, miss a couple times, broke a tackle, whatever. He got 40 yards, touchdown. So yep. that literally lined up with exactly what I said was going to happen was, you know, a couple big plays there. And yep. then at that point, it was 28 to 17. It just felt like the entire game was over. And then what happens, they do, Scott Frost does something stupid. And the next thing you know, Northwestern has the ball at the 40-yard line instead of, you know, you know, the 40-yard line on there instead of, what, yeah. 75 yards. You know, they would have to go 75 yards. So 25 yards on, you know, but they would have to go 75 yards and granted, you know, they may, they might've, but I don't know. I think going, you know, 40 yards is a lot easier than only having to, you know, go in 75 yards. So um, just dumb, idiotic. And it just felt like when that happened, it almost lit like a, a fire under Pat Fitzgerald because it almost was kind of like, you know, we're doing this out of disrespect for you. Like you, we, we think that you guys are done. And I think yeah. that just lit something under Northwestern, like, who do they, who do they think they are? Like a team that, right. like last year, went three and nine, and all their losses. I mean, they, they they don't know how to win. I mean, if you're a team that knows how to win, if you're Alabama, then you can do this type of stuff. Like who you know. Yep. But if you're like Nebraska and Scott Frost and a team that literally does not know how to win, and granted, a lot of these players were not on the team from last year, but some of them were. And you know, you gotta you know, you're up by eleven. Why even take that chance? I don't know. Just dumb. And then, yeah, the next thing you know, Northwestern ends up going on like a 14-0 uh, run, and they end up winning 38-28 or 31-28, and off to week two for Nebraska. <laughs> so, I mean, well, it, it's just, it, just crazy. No, and, you know, and you make a great point, Con. It's like, what is what is Nebraska, and specifically Scott Frost, won? What, have, what, is, what has he done to deserve a kind of a coaching decision like that? Last year, what yeah. they fired, how many – how many people brought in all these new coordinators, right? He took a pay cut. They knew that they had to to win and win now. Yep. And in, you know, they got rid of what they thought were other problems. I think they're starting to realize that maybe the problem starts at the top. And well, I, th I think Scott Frost leadership skills is terrible. 
he always throws guys under the bus. He just right. sounds like he just sounds like an arrogant. Prick. So there's no one to blame going into this yeah. season, in my opinion, but you. And now you you Already. screw this game up by with that with that decision, that questionable decision. I just don't get yeah. it. Um, and then he just like I said, every 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 game he always like I said throws people under the bus. He always has right. to say, and it's just, even after this game. Did you hear? We we read some. You know, we've yeah, heard some of the comments the, he made. He's like some about like the offense wasn't as creative as it could have been. Yeah, it's like the wait, offensive what? coaching staff needs to be more creative what? or something like that. Or, dude, yeah, you, I don't know. You are, I don't know. I it makes no sense. He obviously regretted the call. You know, obviously he said like if I could have changed it in the moment, he didn't regret it. But if he could change it, knowing the outcome, obviously he wouldn't have done it. Which no shit. Um, but but again to to give Northwestern life in that situation. And you, 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 you mentioned it. You're like, you know, after that play and you even saw the, like Ryan Alinsky, the quarterback, even when they recovered it, he was like, he's like, let's go. We got a shot now. Um, And that, that was the spark that, you know, they needed. And, and, you know, obviously 14 unanswered. That's clearly the play of the game. um, The turning point of the game, excuse me. And, and yeah, Northwestern ends up pulling out a, a really close victory and ends up being a really good game overall. And I, you know, that was exciting for us to watch. Yeah, I think both teams. Okay, and then I just one last thing, like one final now um, analysis of this game. I think both both teams who were three nine last year are going to be much improved this year. I think that's safe to say. I think I I saw good things from both teams. I saw some negatives from both teams, but I also saw some positives. Positives. Um, Nebraska, especially. Um, I, I like what I saw in Casey Thompson. I think he's going to be a hell of a quarterback. Obviously, he was good at Texas. I think he'll be just fine at Nebraska. They have some good wide receivers. They have a, clearly a decent running back. Offensive line looked good in the first half, looked not so good in the second half. Um, but the question yeah. mark I have on defense are on their team is defensively. I mean, their front seven got pushed around. Um, they could not stop the run. And granted, Northwestern has a good offensive line. I get that, but man, they like I said, they were getting they were getting bullied out there, especially in the second half. And that would be a major concern. I would say the only and then the one other major concern would be. You know, Northwestern was not playing their starting corners, and and you know, especially in the second half, North Nebraska could not do anything. So there is some some concerns with this team, but I do think what I saw is that they will be better than last year. They're not going to go three nine again this year. Um, I right. still think Nebraska will be a bowl eligible team, whether it's you know six and six, seven and five. I mean, they're going to win the next two games. They play North Dakota and some other crappy team. They get Oklahoma at home. I think they could beat Oklahoma at home. Um, they 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 have to play careless for you know they they can't turn the ball over and do stupid stuff like they normally do. But if they, you know, don't do that, I mean, I think they have a good shot of beating Oklahoma. Um, and then they you know they get Indiana, they get Rutgers as their crossovers. Like I think they can get to six wins or seven wins. I mean, I really do. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, this there's, the streak's got to end at some point. I think what it's like seven games in a row now they've lost by single single digits, yeah. and it's like that's like the first time that's ever happened. Um, but I agree with you. The defense for Nebraska did not look great. You know, Northwestern. I don't think it's any coincidence that they just are able to rush for two hundred plus yards and throw for three hundred plus yards. I don't think their offense is that good. No, it's only happened I think a couple of times under Pat Fitzgerald. So um, I think Nebraska's defense had something to do with that like you said, and, um, you know, obviously I, but, but there are definitely pros on both sides. You know, like you mentioned, Casey Thompson, I think is the real deal. I think he's going to be a, a big improvement from Adrian Martinez and he does scare the the hell out of any defense. Right. So, yeah, for sure. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how they look this week against uh, North Dakota. I think they play. And then I think Northwestern has a bye week this week. 
Uh, and then the other only other game really on, and we're, we're not even going to discuss. I'm just going to say what the final score was was 38 to six Illinois. Um, they beat Wyoming. I mean, who knows about that game? You know, Wyoming looked like crap. They looked like a terrible team. So, I mean, how they, good... they have like 14 yards of passing in the first yeah, half or something. It was, it was, it was terrible. Like, um, so but bad. both of us hit that bet. You know, we both took them minus 10. Yeah. And actually, that game ended up being minus 14, which I took that as well. So, I easily won that. Um, yep. we, I was, I thought 24, 10, you said 30 to 14. So, um, we, we both thought Illinois would easily roll that game and they, they did. So let's get into some Iowa football. We'll get into, uh, the big game. Well, hopefully it's on a, hopefully we can take care of business. We'll, um, just going to preview South Dakota state very briefly here, and then we'll get into kind of our keys of the game prediction, um, yeah. and anything else we want to <clears throat> talk about regarding that game. So, with South Dakota State, a little just a um, little bit of facts about them. Um, last year, they did reach the FCS championship semifinals a year ago. Uh, this year now, they are number two in the FCS polls behind North Dakota State. So um, not only are we playing the FCS school, but we are obviously playing a pretty good FCS school. It's like, God, why can't we, if we're going to play FCS, why can't we do like what Iowa State does and schedule like a Southeast Missouri State or, you know, some really shitty FCS school? No, we have to, we have to schedule North Dakota State five years ago and then we had to schedule South Dakota state, you know, five years later uh, right. in the last five seasons, they have advanced to the semifinals or the championship game uh, for the last five seasons. So that's pretty damn good. They have a really good program up in uh, Brookings, South Dakota, I think is where they're from. So yeah. with this team, they have covered in the last, you know, the last six FBS games, they have uh, covered in those, including two outright wins, um, so back last year, they, they played Colorado state, they won 42, 23, which, you know, you could make the case, well, it's Colorado state, but that was the same Colorado state team that came into Iowa city and put up a really good fight against Iowa. At one point they were winning 14 to seven at half last year in 2019, Minnesota, they lost, but they kept that game close, uh, 28, 21. Once again, you'd be like, well, it's Minnesota. They're up and down, but that was the same year that Minnesota went off to win what 10 games that year or nine games. I mean, they were really good that year. Uh, 2016, they played TCU. They lost 59-41. So they, you know, put up 41 points against TCU on the road. Um, and then 2015, they they played Kansas, which I get it. Kansas is a terrible program, but it's still it's still an FBS program. And they went there and won 41-38. So this team isn't just a team where they're coming in just to get some money from us. They're they're coming in to to beat us, and they you know they want to beat us. They, they I don't think they will be intimidated coming into Kinnick. Um, you know they they've played big games before. Their coach has been there. You know. I think 10 years or so, or I think at South Dakota state, I, I don't know for sure, but I think I read in, he's been on there like a long, or has time. he been like, there even more than that? Like I think 17. Okay. Well, I, yeah, so I think played, a long time. So he's, like he's been there, done that. Yeah. Schools, and yeah. I think, you know, they're, they're not, they're ready for this game. So once again, it's not just playing some really shitty FCS school. I would, I would say this, like, okay, so we played North Dakota state in 2016. We obviously lost. We played you and I a lot. I would put like South Dakota state, like in the middle of like, so North Dakota state's like top tier. You and I is really good, but I would put maybe South Dakota state a little bit of a head, like a, of like a, you and I, um, yeah. you know, I would, you know, I think that's fair to say that. Yeah. Um, South Dakota state returns 14 starters from last year, which, which isn't bad. We'll start with the offense a little bit. They have uh, quarterback, Mark Gronowski. He missed last season with an injury, but he did play his freshman year and was conference off, off, offensive player of the year he's a dual threat he had 15 passing touchdowns seven rushing running touchdowns 
Um, they have an all American tight end. They have two twin wide receivers um, led by Jackson Janky, one of the twin brothers. Um, they're both six foot three. So, um, you know, that's, that's pretty tall for, you know, both of them being wide receivers. Uh, they have running back Isaiah Davis back. He's a preseason all American Walter paid an award candidate. Their other running back Pierce strong, I, I believe. Yeah. Um, went off to play in the NFL, got drafted in the fourth round. But this guy, you know, he's going to be a good replacement. Offensive line is probably their biggest question mark, but they do have two guys coming back, Mason McCormick and Garrett Greenwood. On defense, um, they gave up about 19.7 points per game last year. Uh, up front, they have Caleb Sanders, who had a little over six and a half sacks last year, and uh, defensive end Reese uh, Winkle Winkleman, who had a little over five sacks last year. And then Linebacker Adam Bach, who is actually from Solon, Iowa, grew up a Hawk fan. I was reading an article about him, how he's super pumped to be back in, in Iowa and back at Kinnick. Uh, had 125 tackles last year, and then they, they're secondary. Uh, they're only returning a couple guys, but they are uh, experienced in cornerbacks Malik, Malik Lofton, and Deshaun Gales. So, overall, I mean, it, it's an experienced team. Um, they had to replace some guys from last year, but but there's a reason why they are the number two team and the FCS right behind North Dakota state. They have talent. There's guys on this roster that could play, you know, FBS level football. I think it's, we always kind of think to ourselves that, Oh, just because they're, you know, they play for them. They're not talented enough, but we have to also think of it as, you know, a lot of these guys could play D one football could play FBS level football. I mean, you look at like Seth Benson, he was committed to South Dakota state for six months before he came to Iowa. If he was on South Dakota, South Dakota state right now, we would not be thinking like we would not think that that guy would be right. Oh, he's not, you know, he's, he wouldn't be, you know, worthy enough to play, you know, right. FBS football, but look at him. He's now playing for Iowa in a, in a stud. So a lot of these guys could play it. And now the biggest thing with, with these type of schools though, is, is the depth and the talent level across the board. And that's the reason why most of the time, you know, a team like Iowa or, you know, any FBS level team that's pretty good or, you know, as physical as, you know, has a lot of depth, usually at, at the end of the day, we'll, we'll, we'll find a W just because of that reason. So, and that's what I'm banking on for this game. Yeah. I'm kind of along the same lines as you, Colin. I think this, this isn't just a, a cakewalk. This isn't just some, you know, random team you've never heard of. If you're, if you're a fan of college football, football in general, you've heard of South Dakota state, especially in recent years, right? Like they, like you mentioned they're they're competing for, for you know the FCS championship year in and year out they make yeah. the playoffs so it seems like every year under this this head coach um and they're always in it and in recent years they've been a lot better um and you you're right you know they had a couple of players that were drafted the NFL but they replaced them with with just as good of good of players you know coming back at the running back and quarterback position specifically so um no this is a good team this is a good team and and what what makes me a you know really happy is everything that I'm hearing coming from the Iowa side of things is like that they're, yep. that they're treating this like they know what happened against North Dakota state, right? Like they're all aware. A lot of them, you know, besides the coaching staff, we're not on that team. So at that point for that, for that type of loss, but they they've been hearing all off season about how, you know, you can't take this team lightly. And, and that's no. something that I'm excited about. It doesn't sound like there's a, a ton of cockiness coming from our side, which I like take them seriously. And and good things should happen. Well, um, over, none of these, you know, at the end. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say this real quick. None of the none of the players were on the 2016 roster that lost to right. Dakota State, but the coaches were. A lot of the coaches were. Yeah. And some of the players who grew up Hawkeye fans, like Riley Moss, I he said in his press conference yesterday, 
he would he remember being at that game because he used to be an Iowa fan. He remember going to that game and he, he remember like driving back from Iowa City after that game, thinking like, what the heck? Like, you know. And so like some of the players do remember what happened, and it's like, yeah, that can that can happen on on Saturday if you don't take this team seriously because they're not like I said, they're not just coming in to collect a paycheck like some teams are. You know, some teams right. are just playing a game because they want they want that million dollars or eight hundred thousand dollars from the school. No, I mean this team, yeah, obviously wants that money because that's what supports their athletics. They need that money, uh, but they're also coming to to win and to to upset yep. a team. So, exactly, yeah, they're coming in to play spoilers. Um, and and like I mentioned, it's good to hear that you know we're taking them as seriously as anybody on the schedule. Yep. And and yeah, no, I, it's almost like God dang it, I hate. I mentioned how it's like you play a team like this. It's like you just you, you have to take them seriously. Like you, it's. I always say it's a lose-lose because it's almost like, gosh, you're supposed to win a game like this. It's an FCS school, and then God, if you don't, you're you know the world's ending. So yeah, uh, but but this is what hey. an upper level FCS team. I don't want to kind of understate that. I mean, I know you know some people are like, oh, it's, it's South Dakota State. Come on, but it I picked and I even picked them. At, you know, in one of our early ep- episodes of the podcast, this is not even the hardest. Or I sorry, this is not the the easiest game on the schedule in my opinion. No. Um, I picked yeah. it as the second to last easiest, uh, or second easiest game, excuse me. Um, because I, I knew how uh, good this team could be. So, yeah, I think, I think I ended up having them and then I kind of had some second thoughts and my God, I maybe should have put them at little head of Nevada. I will say this though. I was thinking about this today on when I was just, you know, thinking about this podcast or think about this episode or we'll, we'll really think about the game this weekend is, um, who do we face? I know the answer, but I'm just going to who did we face week one last year? Do you remember? Indiana. Indiana. And um, obviously they ended up not being very good last year. Now, some of it, right. they did have some injuries. So, may, I mean, they wouldn't have been really good anyways. I think they were kind of, they were overhyped from 2020. I think a lot of teams were that were really good in 2020. Were kind of overhyped going to 2021. 2020 was such a weird year. Um, but right, COVID year. yeah. So, but going to that game, I remember how nervous, like, yes, I agree. Was we were all, um, we were all very concerned. There was, bit. yeah. And there was people thinking like, Hey, we might, you know, lose this game. Yep. I mean, I was even having my, I remember saying, you know, God, if we can, hopefully we can just go one and one last year, the first two games. And like, right. you know, whether it's, you know, beat Oklahoma, Indiana or, or, you know, beat Iowa yep. State and split. Like, right. Yeah. I remember that conversation. Just like, it's just like, you know, and then what happens is we go into that game and, you know, because that first game is just the buzz is just different. The energy level in Kinnick's just different. Yeah, been so true. Long. Now, last year, it was very unique compared to most season openers because last year we obviously couldn't go to the Kinnick 2020. So it was like yeah. over 660 or 70 days since we have been in Kinnick Stadium last. Um, so it's just, it was like one of those things where like just the the the, the excitement level was unreal. Yeah, it was, you can't, it was, it's not going to be matched, right? Yeah, like and yeah. it's still, but but it, regardless, this year, I mean, every season opener, there's just right. something unique, and it just feels like the players feed off that, and that's kind of the reason why it seems like almost every season opener, we, you know, for the most part, um, you go back well. the last like how many years? Like we usually we usually start off pretty good, and you know, that Indiana game, for example, like you know, we go into that game, we're worried as hell, and. What do we do? We go right down the field and score. Then we get a pick mm-hmm. six. And the next thing you know, it's yep. 14 to zero. And at that point, it almost just felt like, even though that was literally right at the beginning of the game where anything could happen the rest of the game, you just felt like, okay, like this game is already over with. Yeah. It's just like, there's no way Indiana's going to match what, what just occurred. And obviously Kinnick was just rocking after the, all those series of events. 
And so the reason why I bring that up is because I think like if you're gonna if you're gonna compare like talent level, like if we can do that, I know this is a new team, but if we can do that against like Indiana last year, we can do that against South Dakota State because at the end of the day, I'm sorry, but South Dakota State isn't that much better than Indiana, right? Like I would put them like last year's Indiana team was probably equal to like what a South Dakota State team is. I mean, I think that's safe. That's fair to say. I think if they if those two teams played last year together, I think it would be a pretty close game. Maybe South Dakota State would win. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. But it, it would probably be a yeah. pretty close game. I don't think South Dakota State would roll Indiana last year. So all I'm saying is that, you know, if you come out, you you feed off the crowd, and you're just – you're defensively, you're just balls to the wall. You're more physical team, more dominant team. You should have no yeah. problem against this team. That's all – That that's kind of like long story short is how – the like what I was thinking about today. Um, And I'm just hope, hoping that that's the case. I mean, obviously – Sometimes it's, you know, easier said than done, and sometimes it doesn't happen that way. I mean, that's just what you hope for. But I just think if those things happen, I think I think we should be fine. Yeah, no, you make a you make a great point. Like if we if we come out and do what we're supposed to do, play really good defense, play really good special teams, yeah, and and our offense force, force is able some to turnovers. Right, right. Do what do what the defense does, and and you know it's well. How do you predict? Oh, you, you could. It's really easy to say the defense could just produce a turnover. Well, that's what they're known for, right? Like yeah. so, get get be be positive in the in the turnover margin. I mean, that's always a huge huge key to victory, obviously. Um, and then my and then the offense, right? I mean, that's that's what scares me a little bit. Knowing what I know about our offense from last year, that's yeah. the only reason I get a little little uneasy. Concerned. But I agree. I think from everything that we've seen, heard so far in the offseason, I'm I'm really optimistic about it this year. And and again, the only thing with the wide receiver depth too that that makes me a little yep, nervous. I'm a little concerned about that too. But I agree. There there's really no reason why we shouldn't come out of Kinnick on Saturday with with a nice victory. So yep. if we do what we're supposed to do. Um, I think so. And I and I was doing this last night when I was kind of researching this podcast, I think a key to victory on the offensive side, like, cause I like, yeah, defensively for how good our defense should be this year. Once again, we don't know until we see it. Like I, I know we were, we were really good last year, but you just, you don't know until you see it, obviously. And that's the same goes with the offense, but defensively, I'm confident to think that we should be able to do a decent job on Saturday. And, and I'm confident to think that we should force, you know, a couple turnovers. I mean, it's just who we are. Um, It's Phil Parker specialty, right? Like, I don't care who it is what players we have. It's like from one year to the next, it's like, that's just who we are. Yeah. Um, but on the offensive side, what I think, you know, obviously with the receivers being up in the air, who knows if Keegan Johnson's going to play with, you know, which, you know, at the end of the day, like if we, if we are fine without playing him, whatever, get him ready for the Seahawks game. Um, but I just think like, you know, I looked at South Dakota state's, you know, defensive line and front seven might be one of the smallest front sevens I've, I've actually seen on a depth chart. Uh, in all my years of actually looking at depth charts of opposing teams. I mean, their, their average D line weight is 261 pounds uh, from left to right, 245, 280, 270, 250. I mean, your, your defensive tackles at 280 and 270, not very big. And then linebackers, their average weight at linebackers, 206, um, 205, 215, 200 are the three linebackers. In comparison, our linebackers are 238. And then also you could ask, add in the fact that Gavin Williams, who is uh, 214 pounds on the Sean Williams, who's 210 pounds. Right. So they are bigger than two out of the three <laughs> linebackers. So what does that say? I mean, yes, I guess the, the smaller you are, you're probably faster. So they could probably hit the hole faster. So 
I just think instead of, you know, run the football, maybe not so much the zone play, but just pound the freaking rock, you know? And, you know, I think we should easily, you know, looking at that size, you know, our, our offensive line should get a push and our running back should get four to four and a half to maybe five yards of carry. I mean, I really do think that, I mean, and I, I think if we don't even get close to that, we have some major concerns. Um, but I think if we do get close to, to those numbers, I think it should be, you know, our offense should be fine on Saturday. I think if we can get, you know, four, four and a half, five yards to carry, that's going to set up a lot of different things. I don't even think we'll even really even need to, once again, like have a Keegan Johnson out there. If you're, if you're getting that amount per carry, you can get the play action going with the tight ends, different things like that. I think we should be fine. So, but yeah, I was just, like I said, when I saw what their linebackers weighed, their, their defensive tackles. And then once again, going back to what I said, like 10 minutes ago, that depth is, uh, you know, a big issue with any FCS school. Well, with this school, it's another thing, you know, right? So it's 85 degrees out. It's sunny. Uh, we keep pounding the rock by the third third and fourth quarter. Those guys are going to be tired. They're going to be bringing in subs who are probably way even less than these guys do. And we should just, yeah, pound the rock. And so if we can do that defensively, you know, get some turnovers, hold them at times, right? Create, you know, crowd getting into it, create some penalties, some off start, you know, false starts, whatever. I think we should be fine. So um, I'm just going to give my prediction now. I'm just going to say, man, this is tough because this sounds like the prediction I'm about ready to say is like, it makes it sound like, wow, we, we really struggled. And I don't think it's going to, you know, and hopefully we don't, hopefully it's not a struggling out, you know, win, but I'm going to go 27 to 13 for now. Um, and the reason I'm only going with 27 points, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can get more than 27 points, but until I see it, I'm not going to say that we're going to get more than that. And then 13 points, I just think, you know, yeah, they might score a touchdown and then maybe at the end of the game, you know, might, you know, put up a couple field goals or, or, or maybe they might have a couple field goals in the first half. And then like the fourth quarter, they score a touchdown or something like that. So 27, 13 is my uh, final prediction. Yeah. So before I kind of give my prediction, I think you, you make an excellent point. You know, we talk about, you know, the style of you know, the Big Ten in general. How do you win in the Big Ten? It's the line of scrimmage. And in, in a game like this, you just kind of mentioned, you know, it's going to favor Iowa heavily, right? Like yeah. offensively and defensively with, you know, the depth as well as, you know, who's out there starting. So um, I think there's definitely a huge advantage going into this game against an FCS opponent. Um, I don't think there's any coincidence that maybe these guys weigh a little less. I mean, I think just like you talk about Iowa's strength and conditioning program, like we – build these guys up to be athletic freaks. And that's kind of the yep. difference between, I think, an FCS level team and a division one opponent like Iowa. Um, and I, and I agree. I think there's no reason if I, if Iowa struggles in the run game, this game, it's going to concern the hell out of me for mm -hmm. the rest of the season, because this was an issue last year. And I'm hoping now that we've addressed some of that. And, and we're playing a team where we should be able to run the ball and then everything opens up after that, like you said. So I, I kind of pretty much agree, you know, same, same across the board there. Um, I, for my prediction, this was tough. Um, I know you kind of, you made a good point to me here. So I'll go 31-17 in favor of Iowa. Um, and you, you know, you, we talked about it a little bit before and you go, geez, 17. And I go, I, I know, honestly, like this is a type of game where I could see Iowa giving up 10 points. You know, I, it, that wouldn't shock me. This defense I think is legit. This can be, you know, a top defense again, I believe in the country when it's all said and done. Um, the 31 I agree. It seems a little high. I just, I just don't see how we shouldn't get to that number if we, you know, can can consistently move the ball 
um, run the ball, force a couple of turnovers, um, and get a short field here or there. Um, I think that that bodes well. And then, you know, pinning them deep, hopefully with our, with our great punter, which, you know, I feel like doesn't get enough credit here on this podcast. So, you know, especially this season, I I feel like could, could make this a little bit, a little bit of a game. So I got him winning by 14. Um, I I think, you know, depending on where you go, uh, it's like 15 and a half is like the spread. Um, I think it's on like odd sharks or something. I saw Um, 15 and a half. Um, South Dakota state covers, man, they cover their games. You mentioned it. Um, they cover against these FC, these FBS division one programs. So um, I, I haven't went in by 14. Um, I agree. I don't think it's going to be some lopsided blowout. I'd be happily pleasantly surprised if it was, but um, I've got a 31 17. Um, I think you might just make a good point there. Cause you know, it's going to happen at least a few times where Tory Taylor is going to have a hell of a punt and they're going to be yeah. like within like the 10 five yard line and they're going to be backed up. And yeah, you just, you know, the crowd's rocking um, a quarterback that hasn't played since, you know, he was out all of last year. So, you know, he, and he's probably never been played in an environment like this. It's kind of like, you know, we'll talk Correct. about this next, we'll be talking about this next week at this time when we're recording for the Iowa state game, uh, with Hunter Deckers, you know, their quarterback, you know, that will be his first true road game next, next week. So, um, it's just one of those things where, and then you force them in those situations, you know, you're backed up, you never know what's going to happen. And so, um, you know, we might get you know, where, and then, and then even if we don't force a turnover, well, if we get a three and out then their punter has to go out and I don't know much about their punter, but you know, who knows, maybe he's not very good. He punts it like right. 30 yards and next thing you know, we're already in plus territory. So um, yeah, I mean that those things could happen. And uh, also, you know, maybe we'll see a special teams, you know, play or a special teams uh, touchdown or something like that. You know, um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be Cooper DeGene. Um, I know Farron said in his presser yesterday that it might be him. It might be Arlen, which I, I don't want Arlen to be back there because it's like we're already thin at yeah, receiver. Why get, I don't think if they're smart, they won't do that. Why get a guy no. who would be really good, don't get me wrong, would be excellent at being a kicker punt returner. But it's like, why? I mean, you just don't want to get him hurt. So I no. would say I would say Cooper DeGene. I mean, he's just an athletic freak. So um, there's seven – things that I'm like pumped to like watch on Saturday. And like, I'm pumped to see are like seven players. First one, obviously Spencer Petrus, not really pumped to watch and play, but I'm pumped to just to see if he's actually gotten better. I mean, it, it's parents pretty much made it clear yesterday. You know, he, he's pretty, the starter. He, yeah. And he didn't really say it, but he pretty much said like, he looked better than Padilla has. Yeah. And he's starting. Yeah. And so, prove um, it, right. Yeah, and so and I'm, excited. I'm just excited to see. I mean, did because at the end of the day, like, Pe- like Petras, I like just a guy. I mean, he's he's such a great leader, and like he he just seems like a a cool dude. And and I do like feel bad constantly bashing him, and I just hope that he can prove the haters wrong, including me, because I I yeah. will be the first to admit I've bashed him, I hate on him a lot. So I'm hoping that he can prove me wrong, prove a lot of Hawkeye fans wrong. Um, so I'm excited for that. Um, I'm anxious slash excited to see how the kicking game goes. I'm hoping, like I said, I, I want to score touchdowns, but I also want maybe a few drives where we end with a field goal just to make sure, Hey, we got kickers who can kick in front of 70,000 fans, right? Because maybe not this week is too big of a concern, but next week against Iowa state, probably going to be a very close game Might come down the wire. And that's need kick and that's, that's not reliable. definitive yet. I don't know if you watched Kirk's nope. press conference. Yeah. They said it might take a few weeks to play out. So that's Which, that'll be interesting. I agree. Hopefully that's just the case of they're both like doing really good and yeah. it's just hard. Like hopefully I, that's the reason. Yep. Um now they both went I 15 agree. or they one went eight for eight, the other one went seven for seven. 
a kid's day, which is promising. Um, The fourth thing is, um, this is weird to say, but I'm anxious to kind of see how, like, about this Alec Wick guy at right receiver because I've heard nothing but good things, and he's been having a great camp. And obviously, he's going to have to step up if Keegan Johnson doesn't play. Obviously, Nico Regain is going to be out the first couple weeks. I'm really hoping that Nico, because he said he'll probably be out the first couple weeks. I'm really hoping because sometimes players surprise you. You know, if you're in, you know, get get good treatment, good rehab. Sometimes you might come back a little early. It'd be kind of cool if 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 Nico could come back for the Iowa State game. I just don't know if it's going to happen, but it'd be sweet. But anyways, going back to Alec Wick, from what I've heard, great. You know, he's been doing really good. Um, and so I'm just kind of anxious to see you know what he looks like. I always said. I brought it up, I think, last week or maybe two weeks ago when Colby was on the podcast. Is if Alec Wick can be kind of like a guy like Matt Vandenberg or a Nick Easley, a Riley McCarron, a guy that just kind of came out of nowhere, is a yeah. walk on. Um, Matt Vandenberg, I think, was a wasn't a walk on, but he was a two star coming out of South Dakota. Iowa was his only offer. Ends up being a really good player for us. Riley McCarron, who went on to play in the NFL for a while, he was a walk on at Iowa. Nick Easley was a walk on. And, and Nick easily played for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I he was like a practice squad member. So, I mean, if Alec Wick can kind of be this guy that came out of nowhere, um, I think that's the only good things for us. So that's like the next guy. I um, mean, then on defense, I'm excited to see Cooper DeGene. I just think he's going to be just everywhere, just a stud. I mean, I don't care where what position he's going to play at. He's going to be a playmaker for us. And then I'm hoping the special teams as well. Um, next guy, Xavier, I'm excited for him. Kirk Barron's already made it known that he is playing this year. He will not redshirt. I'm excited for Aaron Graves. I'm excited to see how he looks. And then the last yeah. guy, I'm I'm pumped for Lucas Van Ness. Um, I, I think last year, I didn't really know much about him at the time, so I didn't really key on him. But, he, I mean, for how good he did last year and he barely played, I'm just super pumped for him um, and see what he does on Saturday. So those are kind of the guys that I'm just like, I'm excited to watch on Saturday. Obviously, there's probably more. Uh, but those are guys that can just I just can think of on the top of my head. Um, you know, you got guys like Justin Jacobs. You have guys like you know Terry Roberts, who's going to be playing. You know, and for for uh, Jamari Harris, Riley Moss. But like um, those guys, I just said I, I'm really excited or anxious to kind of see and see how they do. Yeah, kind of a common theme is you know it's quite a few guys that that we haven't seen yet, right? Yeah. And and obviously they're going to get playing time because they're that good and. You almost can't afford to redshirt them, right? Yeah. You want to play them. Um, they're too good to not be to be sitting on the bench. So I am. I agree. A lot of those guys are going to have big roles this year, maybe even bigger roles than than they think right now or we think right now. We have to see how it all shakes out. But no, I agree that I'm I'm excited for kind of that new um, influx of Iowa players and and getting them into the the system and just seeing them flourish because I think a couple of them are going to have big years. You mentioned already. So yep. especially like I'm I'm just super pumped for Cooper. I I just think that he. Oh my be, gosh, he is just going to be all it, over. I'm all we're, over. The we're field. calling it here. If you haven't heard of Cooper DeGene, you know you will see. I, yeah, I can he's... I can pretty much guarantee that he's too good. He's too athletic. Really yeah. play him anywhere. I mean, exactly. Corner, cash, safety. You know, wherever. So versatile. Special and then the return game. Hell, yeah. he could play receiver for us. I mean, he's that athletic that he could probably play yes. receiver for us. He played he, played quarterback yeah. and safety in in high school, I believe. Uh, so he's he he. Yeah. He's very good. He's very, very good. good. So 27, 13, Tyler has 31, 17. So, uh, yeah, man, once hopefully, again, we'll, you know, we'll see how we hopefully do. Hopefully we're right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a podcast once again, we'll that come out Sunday or something for uh, Monday. And, you know, hopefully we will be talking about a win and hopefully we'll be, it'll be all positive thoughts going into Cyhawk weekend. That's right. Um, so let's get into kind of week one of college football, just really quick here. Um, starts, 
tomorrow night, or if you guys are listening, starts tonight. Uh, Penn yeah. State at Purdue. That God, I'm just I don't know why. Oh. I mean, for I watch this game disappoint, but for some reason I am just super pumped about this game. It feels like I know we had games on last weekend, but it feels like that like that is the start of actual college, like Thursday night football. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because it's two days before, like you know, Iowa game. Maybe that's probably why. But it just feels like the official start of college football starts. Well, and it's got kind of that NFL vibe where it's like that first like Thursday night game, yep. almost a prime time on Fox, and then it's a huge matchup. I think Penn State at Purdue. Purdue can. I mean, I have Purdue being pretty good this year. Some people have maybe different thoughts, but I think Purdue is going to be competitive, right? Yeah, and be, and yeah. you you we talked about this a little bit. It's going to be Penn State wearing their all white uniforms. Purdue wearing their all black uniforms can be sold out crowd. It's going to be blackout. Well, it's not actually, so it's a blackout, but it's actually, and this is just typical. I saw someone like, is it not sold out? No, there was like 5,000 tickets remaining. And it was funny because someone tweeted like at whoever said that. And they're like, Iowa would never, because obviously (laughs) they got some of our Iowa guys. And so it's just like, like, and so it's just kind of funny, but it's, I guess I just assume, but yeah, the atmosphere is going to be good. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a game. Um, I'm really excited for that. And then you got the A team, you know, you got, uh, Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt, and the All American girl Jenny Taft, which oh, I geez. which I which I miss on Undisputed, by the way. Yeah, she's not coming back. No, I saw that. Um, so so you got that game. Um, <laughs> Minnesota plays that night too. I I won't be watching that game no. unless it's like halftime of the Purdue game, uh, because it starts like an hour later. Uh, New Mexico State, who who is terrible. Uh, screw New Mexico State. I I ended up betting them last week against Nevada. And of course, like they look like shit at home. Now, this is actually the only thing that's kind of intriguing about this game is New Mexico State's head coach, Jerry Kill, used to coach at Minnesota. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of beef between him and like Minnesota. I think I did know. And um, PJ Fleck. There's a lot of beef there. Yeah. Um, Like some, I even read something where like he might not even like, you know how like at the beginning of the game, the two coaches will go out in the middle field and like talk to each other. Like I heard like a thing where like he might not even do that. Like it's just cr- like so that I guess that would be like the Jesus. only like intriguing thing about that matchup. But I think Minnesota will. Didn't he? That. Isn't that the guy with like all the medical issues and yeah, stuff? Yeah, he like, has. Uh, yeah, he has yeah. Like, seizures and stuff. Right. Yeah, right. Which I'm yeah. surprised that he can even coach. But that's yeah. I didn't even know um, he was there. Yeah. Friday night, I'm excited for Friday night. We'll be uh, in Des Moines having some beers or Tito's or whatever at some bar. Yeah. Watching some football. We got Western there. Michigan at Michigan State, which. You know, whatever. But I, I think the Illinois at Indiana game, I'm kind of intrigued to watch that game a little bit, see how – I'll probably bet that game Illinois, I think, will win this game. I, I like them at plus three and a half. Um, yep. And then Saturday, just once again, some good games on that day. Utah at Florida, Oregon at Georgia. Now, that game, like on paper, sounds really good. But I could see Georgia blowing them out. You got um, Notre Dame at Ohio State. I think that game, once again, on paper, really, really good. But – that game could be a blowout too by Ohio State. Like honestly, like it really could. I mean, I, I think Ohio State's gonna be that good this year. And Notre Dame, just like every year, when they play really good opponents, they tend to, they, I don't know, they tend to in big games tend to melt. But who knows? Maybe not. Right. Um, Iowa State. I guess you know there might be some Iowa State listeners on this podcast, so they you know they play Southeast Missouri State. I'm always intrigued to see how they how they look. You know, week one because let's face it, we we play them. You know, a week later, so you know I'm I'll be excited to kind of see what the final score of that game is. Now Iowa State every year always looks like crap week one. It seems like yeah, it just it just seems like it's a doesn't matter. Like, think about it. two years ago they lost uh what was it Louisiana or Louisiana Monroe or some team down in Louisiana they lost. 
the, the year that they ended up winning. But Louisiana uh, Monroe had a decent year, so yeah. you know, God forbid, it was a bad lot. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just being an Iowa yeah. State fan. Who was it? It wasn't Louis. I forgot what team. Yeah. It was. Uh. But it was like the Raging Cajuns or something, wasn't it? Well, regardless, they ended up um, making it to the Fiesta Bowl and winning it despite yeah. losing that game. So going back to what I'm trying to say is, yeah, they just it seems like every year they always look. Like, I don't really I take. I don't read too much into it. Yeah. Now. Iowa State back in 2018 was supposed to play South Dakota State, but it got the game got canceled due to lightning. By the way, oh. I was like, because when I was doing some research on, uh, they played yeah Louisiana, so it wasn't Louisiana Monroe or Louisiana Tech. It was just Louisiana Raging, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it is a Raging Cajuns. Yeah, yeah. Which yep. and then they ended up going. What did they go? They went. They had a decent year. They went seven. And, they went ten and one. Yeah. Oh, they have the head coach that is now at Florida, Billy Napier. I didn't even think about that. Okay. Yep. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I knew they had a good year, but, like, they were – they're still, like, very overrated because they won some, like, really cool – I don't know. I just remember that. Um, Yeah, no, that's kind of the rundown of the games, Um, kind of the games that maybe people are interested in, in hearing about. I think you're right. I was reading apparently you're supposed to bet plus 17 in Oregon and bet whatever it is, Notre Dame. Apparently they're really? going to cover. But, again, I agree with you. It's – God, you – Georgia, come on, they're they're on a different level. Okay, I, I think, and in Ohio State, I don't know about their defense yet, which gives me maybe a little pause. And I think Notre Dame has a good defense, but their offense is insane. Yeah. I'm going to say this: I think I think the Notre Dame will have a better chance of being a close game and actually down to the wire in Notre Dame than the Georgia game. I just think Georgia yeah. is going to roll Oregon. Like I just think it's just it's just set I up too. I don't know what. Maybe I'm not. Doing well, it's a new coach Oregon, for but... Oregon and. Right. Georgia is going to be really good this year. <laughs> it's it's at um, I think it's it's at Atlanta. I think it's the Chick Fil A kickoff game. So it's You're at right. uh, Atlanta. So it's going to yep. be like a home game for Georgia. Yep. So I don't know. I just I can see that game being a blowout. Now I'm not going to bet that game because yeah, who knows? Maybe Oregon will actually show up and make it a game. Right. But I think the Notre Dame game. I'm just saying it. Could be, <clears throat> I think that game will be. You know, I think once again, I'm not betting that game either because who knows. Um. It is kind of disrespectful for like if I was like a Notre Dame like like their coach I think he even said something the other day it's like seventeen and a half points yeah kind of that's why I'm you know I'm like fourteen they might be motivated like top ten yeah so like they might Marcus be Freeman is a motivating coach I mean that players love him I mean I don't know yeah hope it's did a good they, game that's we gotta they, hope for great games Marcus Freeman because obviously Brian Kelly Brian Kelly left before the bowl game didn't Notre Dame get their asses kicked though in the bowl game with <laughs> his like they yeah. play. I think they played Oklahoma State. I'm going to look that up quick. Maybe. I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that. Well, and then while you're looking that up, I do think Utah at Florida could be a sneaky good game. I oh, really do. Yes, and actually I have that as – I think you have it too uh, as yeah. one of our wager winners. I think that game is going to be really good. And that game still – that game starts at 6, so we should just be getting to Des Moines at about that time. So I'm uh, – So you got that and Notre Dame-Ohio State at the same yeah. time essentially. So. Yep. That, yeah, I think that would be a really good game. I – We'll talk about that here coming up because, like I said, both of yeah. us have that in the wager winners. So, yeah, they lost. Oh, wait. So, it wasn't a blowout, but that's what happened. Okay, that that's what happened. The game, the final score was 37-25, to 25, but Notre Dame was, like, up by a lot. And Oklahoma State ended up scoring 17 unanswered points in the third quarter. Oh, I quarter. do remember and, that. And, like, they ended up coming back and winning. Yeah, Notre Dame was like up by a shit ton. That was a point weird game. game. Yep, and then yeah. Oklahoma State came back. That's what happened. I thought I thought it was a blowout. It wasn't a blowout, <laughs> but 
they came well, it was, but game. it's like, yeah, yeah, they like each blew each other out. It was weird, like at one point in the game, like you thought Notre Dame was going to win that game easily, and then they ended up getting. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, that was a, that was a good game to watch. Yeah. Um, all right, wager winners. Let's get into this. Best time to do this. I love it. Had right. a lot of fun last year, Tal. I'll start with you. You can go over your okay. games real quick. All right. So the first game, I've got Boise State plus two and a half at Oregon State. Um, everything I've been kind of reading is how I don't know how Boise State isn't favored. Um, even is even though it is an away game. Um, Corvallis, Oregon State, tough place to play, tough place to win, I think, uh, is kind of maybe why that is. But Boise State has a really good quarterback returning, I think, from what I remember. Um, and and they should I think actually win that game outright. Um, I've got Utah minus wait, so three at think, Florida. Wait, who do you think? I'm sorry. I've got Boise State plus two and a half. Okay, you got Oregon them. State. Okay, you got them two. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So I think they're going to win that game um, outright, but it'll it should be a decent game. Um, Utah minus three at Florida. I have Utah uh, covering the minus three. This game scares me because I think Utah is going to be really good this year, but they're playing an SEC team in Florida. Um, and, and Florida has a really good quarterback, Anthony Richardson. Um, I know he's kind of like a pretty dang good athletic quarterback dual threat. Um, that, but I is do, that why, is that why, um, this is random, but isn't that why that Emory guy transferred? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think he just kind of took the job from him, but yeah, no, he, it was always weird. Cause they went, went back and forth between those two guys. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I think Florida is like one of the better Pac-12 teams this year, if not the best one, even over like a USC or Oregon. But um, that'll be remain to be seen. That kind of that game kind of makes me nervous. But I want to bet like a bigger game like that. Um, I have Illinois plus three at Indiana. I don't know how they're not favored to win this game, but again, maybe I'm devaluing Indiana a little bit. I just think after Illinois, after what they did last week, um, you know. Again, against the not great Wyoming team, they they did what they're supposed to do, and, and I do think they have a stud running back in Chase Brown that'll kind of lead the way for them. Is that other um, running back hurt though? Because remember, he got hurt. Is he? Is he? Yeah, I, I think he is. Well, he walked off the field, like basically carried off, kind of like with his teammates or whatever. So I, I'm Josh McCray. I think his name is. Yeah, he's out head. against Indiana. But that I, I Chase I Brown is there. I. Yeah, yeah. I was like if Chase Brown's healthy, I'm picking Indiana. I, or, I, excuse me, Illinois. Illinois. Didn't Isaiah Williams also get hurt though? Yeah, but I don't. He was. I don't think it was a major injury. I think he came back in or something. Did he? Okay. I don't. Well, maybe, maybe that's why though. I don't know if they're if he's out. Then yeah, maybe that's why. I don't know. I everything I've read is Illinois should cover that. Houston at UTSA or University of Texas San Antonio. Uh, I think they're – I can't remember what the hell their team or their mascot is. Some weird thing. Both pretty dang good offenses from what I've read. Um, both not great defenses. I'm going over 62 points being scored for that game. Um, and then last but not least, I've got Louisville on the road at Syracuse, minus four and a half. Um, Louisville has a – I think a Malik Cunningham is his name. Um, their offense is dang good. Syracuse, not great. Didn't have a great season last year. Don't expect them to be very good this year. I've got them minus four and a half. So your hope is you're gonna go five and zero. Well, I know I'm gonna go five and zero. Well, but... then you better take this take this to the casino then. Bet these. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I'll let you do that. <laughs> right now, I can't. I, I'm not actually betting right now, just for you guys at home. Hopefully, at some point, but right now, eh, gotta wait a little bit. Wait till that check clears. Well, you know, you know, I will. 
um, some of these, at least the ones I have. The first one, Penn State. I already bet this one. Taking Penn State minus three and a half at Purdue. For the longest time, I thought Purdue was going to win this game, but I just think the, the more I think about it, I just I really like Penn State in this situation. Um, I like their their defense. I like their weapons on offense. I think Purdue still has some question marks, offensive line, running back. I, I, I'm i just going to say this. I think Penn State's defense is good enough to at least hold Purdue, and then Purdue, you know, still has some question marks on defense as well. So I'm going to I'm gonna go Penn State in this situation. I think Purdue's a little overrated. I think they're going to have a damn good year. Um, but I think they're a tad bit overrated. Um, you think the so game's close? I think the game's close. Okay. And I actually, so I did three and a half here just because that's what the spread is. But for my my actual, you know, my sports betting side that I actually bet on, I actually bought a point and I did minus okay. three Penn State because I, I think that, I think it could very well just be like a, like Penn State winning by three points. Like yeah. 31, 28 or something like that. Oh, did so, you, was it two and a half then? No, it was three and a half. Oh, and I bought but you got it down to th- yeah, I bought so a two point and to a half. get it down to get it down to three. Now oh, uh, half a point, I should say. I bought a half a point. Sorry, you bought a half point. Okay, yeah, Got or it. You not really buy. I just you know, yeah, I know. just the yeah. odds went went yeah. down for that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just like I like Penn State in that in that game. Um, tomorrow night, I, I just really do. I think they're um, not only that, but you know they have uh, you know I guess both teams have an experienced quarterback. But James Franklin's been in these situations before. You know, they came to Iowa City in a tough environment. And, and granted, they lost, but it was also they had a backup quarterback in. And, you know, so, like, Fra- Franklin knows what he's doing in these situations because it's going to be a really good environment. It's going to be a loud, you know, uh, that game doesn't really get that loud, but a game like this, it might. So I, I just like Penn saying that. Uh, TCU at Colorado. This is a Friday night game. Um, don't really know much about these two teams. All I know is that Colorado last year at home was was – undefeated against the spread and then on the road they were like terrible so i like them at home in this situation i think tcu wins but give me 13 and a half points i mean i i i you know tcu you know on the road in colorado kind of an unfamiliar territory i don't know i like colorado on that uh cincinnati at arkansas i'm taking arkansas minus six and a half i think cincinnati just has a lot of turnover uh from last year the quarterback's gone some of their great players from last year is gone um give me arkansas at home um, Utah at Florida, I'm taking Florida plus three, kind of what you said about like, you know, it's an SEC team. It's on the road. What do we always say about PAC 12 teams? They're always good, but they can never make the playoffs because they always lose a game. That's just that, you know, yeah. Kind of that must so, win game yep, or that and big so game. Like Utah, who's a playoff contention team, you know, they might be, that might be already done and over with after Saturday. And I like Florida, their quarterback, you know, Billy Napier, new head coach. You know, the place is going to be rocking. I like Florida plus three. Utah still might win, um, but give me Florida in some of the points. And then Florida State at LSU, we saw Florida State play this last weekend. Um, Looked pretty good, but give me um, Brian Kelly. Obviously, he wants to start off with a bang, and uh, they're at home. So give me uh, three points there and uh, have them covering the spread. So, that is my wager winners. Tyler, that's yours. All right, and man. We're going 10 to 0. Let's go. Hopefully we can go 10 to 0. You know, obviously the goal is to go at least three and two. At least at yeah. least, you know, go over. You know, let's start off hot at least. I don't yeah. think last year I did did very hot right away. It took me a little bit to climb back. I, I was just I gonna say I, I think you started off pretty bad and then it was bad. And, and then because I remember at one point you're like, God, should we just stop doing these? <laughs> I know, just you know, let's we we can we we'll go. Yeah, I know. There was a time where I was like Jesus, I'm supposed to at least try to get like 50%. Like, holy shit. Yeah. That no, was bad. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully this year it starts off a little better. And yeah, 
you know, I'm going to be disappointed if I don't actually bet and I actually hit on a lot of these. Yeah. Well, but, we'll just have to wait and see. Like I said, I'm hoping, yeah. and actually another game that I bet on tomorrow night that I, that I didn't include in the wager winners is I'm taking West Virginia plus seven and a half at, um, oh, okay. I think it's just, it's like the back kind of a, brawl, I think is what they yeah. call it. Uh, West That's Virginia a weird game. Dope I, uniforms. So give me, give me some points there. There you go. So that game's at six o'clock. So an hour before the Penn State Purdue game. So tomorrow night is gonna be awesome. Yeah. We'll wake up tomorrow morning, get ready for work, and be like, God damn, football's on tonight. Like I just love that. My Thursdays are always kind of a joke anyway. So hopefully Chad doesn't listen to these episodes. Um. So uh, I'm pumped for hey, you. I'm pumped tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Well, that must is be nice. <laughs> that is it for this episode, Tyler. I will be seeing you in uh, approximately. 44 hours or so about four o'clock friday afternoon we'll be uh at stin's house having some bargain but where are we going uh 1908 draw house in norwalk iowa we'll be we'll be there if anyone if any of our fans want to <laughs> come down and we can sign some autographs there you uh, go you know, oh, yeah sure football um uh, have some beers out on the patio watch some college football watch michigan state western michigan watch indiana illinois watch tcu colorado there's some games on, not, not, not great games. Obviously, you know, wish there was like a Penn state Purdue game on Friday night, but it'll do. It'll do. We'll, we'll, By the way, we'll, we'll, real quick. Doesn't it seem like Michigan state always plays on like a Friday? I don't know why. Like to start out like the that. year. Yeah. Yes. Because did they have I, some contract or so? I, I don't know. The reason why. Yeah. The reason is because I remember back in like high school, when we would go bloomers after a high school football game, they would always Shut be on the TV. Bloomers. Yep. <laughs> they would always be on the TV. Every year, Michigan State would always so yeah. No, yep, they are yep. they are literally on every Friday, which are the start of the season. Which ugh, I hate playing on Friday. I know uh, we did that last year, and like yeah. during the during the middle of the season, it's not that bad. But God, to start us to start the year I, off, I just no. It's a give weird me, time. Give me Saturday. Yeah. Now I will say this though, if Iowa some year, if Fox, especially you know because that first game is a big game. If Fox was like, we're gonna have Iowa play a Thursday night game at home against. Penn State or against you know Michigan State or Michigan. Yeah, give me that. I think that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, well, you're the you know? only big game probably on at that time slot, so everyone's gonna be watching. Yes, and like it's a you know obviously th- you know the kickoff of college football. You know, right? Like for me, it's just like yeah, take off Thursday, probably take off Friday. I I would be for it. I think it'd be sweet. Yeah, um, that would be and cool. Then, you know, then not only that, but like okay, we always play like Iowa State week two, so then you get like an extra couple of days of you know, rest and recovery and getting ready for Iowa state game. So I would be all for it Friday night. Just, I mean, that's just high school football. Like I, I hate that, you know, that's why I like with like college football, it's kind of overcoming. And I, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's, that should be for high school football and high school football only leave Thursday night and yeah. Right. And Saturday night or Saturday for, for college football. So, but yeah, um, going back to the drought house, we'll be there. Watching some football, drinking some beers, going back to Stins. Gotta gotta get to bed early though. We gotta wake up. We got a like a four a.m. or five a.m. wake up call, and uh, that's right. We'll be ready to road. go on the road to Iowa City. So uh, here, that man. will do it for this episode. Yep, we're finally here. We started this what on July twentieth. We're finally yeah. here. We knew it. We knew how fast it was gonna go. You go we back talk to about that it. first episode. Yeah, that's we right. talked about it. Like, yeah, it's gonna be here before you know it. But you know, that still was like what seven weeks ago. So. um, yeah, finally here. It's it's flown by, and, and like you said, it's it's game week. Yeah, it's the first game. Couldn't be more excited. See you guys on the weekend, and yeah, it'll be a hopefully talking 
come Monday morning, we got a podcast out where we're both really pumped about week two and, and what and we saw from week one. So, yep. Yeah. So yeah, once again, uh, one last thing, once again, next week, sorry, next week, we'll have two episodes out next week. I'm excited because we'll obviously have the episode that we're going to do together on Sunday for Monday, which we'll go over the game, hopefully all positive. And then we will be having uh Colby and uh, a long time. Well, he used, he was on this show back in 2018, Jared Kramer, uh, from the Iowa State Young Donors Club. He's going to be coming on <laughs> and uh, giving his expertise on Iowa State football. I'm sure he's going to have them winning like 41 to 10 because that's just the way Kramer is. But um, he will sure. be on here and uh, we'll talk some Iowa State, Iowa football next Wednesday for Thursday. So we got a jam-packed uh, couple of episodes coming up here soon. So stay tuned for all that. All right, Tyler. Well, I will see you on uh, Friday night. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Go Hawks.